is to find a word or deed that is evil, or seems to be evil, that occasions the spiritual ruin of another. The spiritual ruin of another. So scandal is not just a shock or a surprise or a Halloween scare. It's not a raise of the eyebrows. It involves leading someone else into sin, cooperation with evil, enabling a sinner, the destruction of a soul's innocence. It's serious. Scandal has two sides, like two sides to a coin. It's got, there's the scandal that we do, which is called active scandal. And then there's a scandal that someone gets because of our actions. That's called passive scandal. And scandal is always a sin. Sometimes it's a great sin. Sometimes it's a venial sin. But it's always a sin. Always a sin whether or not we cause scandal or whether or not we get scandalized in something. And there's different levels. So, when we cause scandal, which is called active scandal, the least simple would be when we foresee there are going to be scandal, but we don't intend it. So, for instance, a mother is driving the children to school, and she's late, so she runs a red light. There's Johnny in the back seat, and he's scandalized that his mother runs the red light, and then three years later, when he gets his license, he's going to run the red light because he says, well, mom did it, so, so can I. So she didn't intend to scandalize him. She intended to get to school on time. However, there was scandal involved. This is called indirect scandal. Then the next step, which would be a little more serious of a sin, would be when we intend to scandalize someone, we intend to make them sin, either for our pleasure or to get something else out of it. So the classic example would be sins of impurity done on the internet to make someone else commit a sin of impurity as well. And then the third is always mortally sinful, the third degree. That is when we intend to make someone sin out of hatred, out of spiritual hatred. That is called diabolical scandal. So when I was growing up, the neighbor next to the church didn't care too much for Catholics and didn't care too much for the Latin Mass. So he would turn on his lawnmower exactly at the time of the sermon. When the sermon started, the lawnmower would go on. And when the sermon finished, the lawnmower would go off. And here we are, first of all, we can't hear the sermon, and secondly, everybody's scandalized that the neighbor is working on Sunday. Until someone told us actually he wasn't working, he just went out and turned the lawnmower on and go back inside again. However, that is diabolical scandal, because you're making someone sin because you hate that person. That is always a mortal sin. Now, when we scandalize someone, it's required that we give restitution, that we make up for that scandal that we've caused. So it might be something as simple as doing something 
example that we gave. However, if we purposely led someone into sin, we should make up for it. So if we've given bad advice, we should give good advice. If we've published bad books, we should stop them from circulating, and so on. The other side of the coin is when we receive scandal, that's passive scandal. And again, it has levels. The least simple is when someone has truly scandalized us and we got scandalized. So they did something to scandalize us and we got scandalized. That would only be a venial sin. The next level would be what they call scandal of the week. And what that is, is the thing isn't really a sin, but we still get scandalized in it. So for instance, um, uh, for instance, a priest, we see a priest drinking a beer, just one beer. And he's obviously not drunk, he's just this first cracks the kennel. Some people think that alcohol is evil, therefore priests should not touch alcohol. For someone like that to get scandalized, there would, there would no, be no sin there for them to get scandalized in. So, it would be scandal of the week. The next phase of scandal is when it's called Pharisaical scandal. And that's where we go a step further and we make up a sin in order to be scandalized by that person. So, for instance, uh, someone accuses the Pope of serious sin because he's riding the Pope-mobile as opposed to the Sega Gestatorium. And they say, well, it's got wheels and he shouldn't be in there, he shouldn't be carried by other people in the Sega Gestatorium, so he's committing a sin for going in the Pope-mobile. Now, obviously, there's no sin there. But to accuse him of that just for the sake of causing scandal, that would be pharisaical scandal. So for a rule of thumb, should avoid all cases of scandal. Even things that are good in themselves that could cause scandal of the week should be avoided. Unless there's a good reason, then you can go ahead and do it. But St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 that, okay, idols are not real, so meat offered to idols, it's fine if you eat it. However, if someone's going to be scandalized that you're eating meat that has been offered to the idol, he says you should not do it. Even though there's no sin there, but just to avoid that scandal, you should not do it. And so he has a line that really comes down strong. He says that through thy knowledge shall the weak brethren perish for whom Christ died. So you know that it's not a sin, but just because you know that it's not a sin doesn't mean that you should cause someone else to commit the sin of scandal for no reason.
slaves came to make it drunk. And he has three sons, and Ken comes by, and he sees his, his father naked in the tent, drunk. And Cam thinks it's a pretty good joke. He gets scandalized, and he calls over his brothers, and he says, Hey, look at that. Dad's over here, stone drunk, and laying down naked in the tent. And his brothers, Sam and Japheth, go to the tent, and they don't look at their father. And they take a, uh, a blanket, and they hold the blanket on their shoulders, and they walk backwards into the tent, with this blanket to cover their father without looking at him, and then they leave. So Noah wakes up, and Noah's not very happy, and he curses Cam. And he tells Cam that Cam, and later on the Canaanites, who are descendants of Cam, are the servants of his brothers, and curses him forever. God recognizes that curse on Cain. We should take scandal seriously. We should try our best never to cause scandal because, like St. Paul says, if we kill the soul, the child of God, who Christ died for, on that last day, Christ will curse us very much like Noah cursed Cain. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.